Hi, and welcome to Chelemoji Chats. I'm your host, Liz Lee, otherwise known as Chelemoji, and I'm here to talk about tips and tools to help you on your cello journey. Hello and welcome to episode number nine of Chelemoji Chats. And today I wanted to just talk about what are the things that you need when you are starting to play the cello. And some of this may be a little bit obvious, but sometimes I feel like people want just that checklist, something to just make sure they are uber prepared when they are starting to learn to play the cello. And this is also great for uh, parents who may have some children who all of a sudden want to learn to play cello and the question happens like, where do I even start? Where do I go look for an instrument? Uh, How do I even get connected into these things? So um, I will also leave a link to a checklist to all of these things. So hopefully uh, afterward, you can check out the show notes and click on the link and get this free checklist for yourself. So first up, you obviously need a cello. I mean, I'm not trying to be condescending here by saying, well, you want to learn cello, so you need a cello and a bow. And I think it's really important to just address where are you getting these things from. I highly, highly recommend that you go to a local instrument shop in your town um, and try to get an instrument from there because they are highly qualified, usually, to give you great advice on what's the best size and what can fit in your budget. And oftentimes they even have a rent to own program so that even if you are just renting it, um, you know, that money can go towards purchasing a permanent instrument later on. I know some people definitely talk about buying instruments off of Amazon.com. And I've said this in the past uh, to many people and also on my YouTube channel. Please, please, please avoid doing this at all possible costs. I am not saying that Amazon is not great for a lot of other things. Probably almost everything else on this list of things you need when you start to play the cello. But the instrument itself, um, at least my experience of students who have actually gotten an Amazon cello or any Amazon instrument for that matter, um, it usually just ends up being not a very good quality instrument and can prove to be quite frustrating if you are starting to learn to play. Plus, then comes the idea of like maintenance of the instrument and what if a string breaks or something and there really isn't any support in that. Um, and having knowledge of where you can take your instrument in case something goes wrong uh, is helpful to know. So getting in touch with your local string shop is a much, much better solution. So next up you will probably want to have some rosin. Now, rosin is basically made of tree sap, and what it does is it makes the hair on your bow sticky. So if you look at any instrumentalist who play strings, their strings are often coated in this like white sticky stuff, and that is actually the rosin itself. Without making the hair on your bow a little bit sticky, there will be not enough friction to produce the sound out of the strings. So rosin is definitely an essential to have. And you can go anywhere super cheap for like a few bucks to the super, super expensive ones. Um, I probably have like the mid-range ones for myself. Um, I like the darker toned 
uh, rosins because they often are a little bit stickier than the ones that are lighter colored. But um, I use uh, Bernadelle. I think that's how you pronounce that one. And then I also have um, a Hill Rosin, which is super dark, which I actually really enjoy. But, um, you know, different rosins for different purposes. And, you know, sometimes I have like even the fun ones that are like star shaped or um, there there are so many gadgets, I guess you can say for rosin itself. But really, honestly, even just having like the cheapest rosin that you could possibly get um, that's super light colored is still going to be better than nothing. So definitely have a block of that. And know that usually when rosin is sold to you, it's like super shiny and smooth. And when you first start using it, you kind of have to get under that top coating to get to the sticky stuff. Um, if, if it's just still looking glossy and shiny on top, then that's actually not putting any rosin on your bow at all. Next up, you will definitely want to have a good cello chair. Now, what I mean by this is you don't need to go out and buy some special musician's chair from the some fancy music website. All you need is a chair that you can sit on that is flat, that does not have any arms on it, and that your feet can actually touch the ground. Now, this is really important. Sometimes, especially for younger kids, this can be the challenge, finding a chair where their feet aren't dangling or they're not touching the floor with their tippy toes. You really want to find one where their legs are bent at... um, not completely straight, but um, also not past uh, a 90 degree angle. So if your knees are too bent when you're sitting down, if the chair is too low and the knees are too bent, then it can get in the way also of playing the cello. So it's a little bit of um, trial and error, I guess you can say, uh, for chairs. But I mean, I was always on the shorter side and those folding chairs were ones to... uh, I I used that for a super long time. Then I was growing and we would put cushions on it. Um, I also know like Ikea stools and the children chairs are really great for the small little ones because it's just their perfect height where they can sit on it and their feet can still touch the ground. So it's a little bit of trial and error, but the main thing is you don't want them to sit on their bed or sit on a squishy couch. Um, You need something that is supportive, Um, and firm and won't move around so definitely try uh, try out different options um, and see which one fits you the best but you definitely want a designated cello chair something that you know you're going to sit on every time you sit down to play the cello next up Number four, you'll definitely want to have a rock stop. Now, a rock stop is basically something that you put on the ground so that your cello end pin can sit in it. Um, Now, there are so many varieties of rock stops out there. My preference is the strap, the one where you link one leg of the chair into the strap and then you um, extend the strap out and then the cello end pin sits in it. For me, that has always been the most secure. I don't ever have to worry about it slipping. I can adjust the length. Um, But, you know, lots of people have different preferences. But the rock step is a must. And the little rubber thing that a lot of cellos have at the end of their end pin covering up the tip is not a rock stop. I know it's so convenient. People just like to use that to help stop um, their cello on the floor. But it is not a secure way of holding the cello up. 
um, if you're on carpet, especially a light colored carpet, you're going to start to notice dark marks from the rubber getting into your carpet. Um, for those of you who are just like, well, why can't I just use the sharp end of the end pin? And in certain places, I'm sure that can work. But if you care about your floors, <laughs> carpet or no carpet, you definitely want to rock stop. So growing up, I had a carpet in my house um, and I didn't use a rock stop. And we ended up like having a giant hole in the carpet. Fortunately, my parents were <laughs> planning on redoing the floors anyways into hardwood. But I mean, it was pretty sad. It was just this giant hole in the carpet that you can't really patch up. Um, and then as for hardwood, I mean, you're just basically poking holes in the floor. So unless it's truly a floor you don't care about, um, I would not recommend it. And it dulls the tip. So when you do actually need a sharp end pin, you won't really have it um, because you've dulled it on other surfaces. Um, if you're on concrete, definitely uh, use a rock stop. Um, and there, like I said, there are many different types of rock steps. If you just like the convenience of having something at the end of your cello um, and nothing really like secured on the floor, there are definitely end pin options that way as well. And I've tried them all. <laughs> I've, I've tried quite a few of rock stop options, but the one I still like the best is the strap. It's the most versatile. I don't really have to worry about a lot of things with it. Um, and there are, even with using a strap, there are different styles but I just keep it simple um, hook it around one leg of the chair and extend it out and I'm good to go number five music now hopefully you are also having a teacher to help guide you in this but I do know that there are some people who are like I'm just going to do this all by myself and try to learn cello all by myself and you really do want to hunt out some good beginner cello books. And if you are totally new to music and you have not had much music experience in the past, definitely go with the series Essential Elements. It will walk you through step by step with, you know, how to read the notes, what are the rhythms, um, and it has a very progressive feel to it. So it's great. If you have a little bit of music experience, you can totally try to do some of the Suzuki books. But I would say that, um, you know, not having any guidance from a teacher trying to go through the Suzuki books can sometimes be a little bit frustrating. Um, even with my videos that I put on YouTube where I cover Suzuki music, it's still not as thorough and as personalized as if you had a private instructor. Now, number seven is a music stand. Now, I have seen so many very interesting and creative ways of holding up the music while you are trying to learn to play the cello and, you know, read music. And I highly recommend you just have a really good music stand. Now, sure, if it's not in your budget and you have just like a wire stand, that can work as well. But having one of these really solid Manhasset stands or um, if it is a foldable stand, get like one of the sturdier ones that has like a solid back to it. And I'll link a few in the uh checklist uh, below that I'll leave in the show notes so you can check out the few that I recommend. Uh, that is definitely an essential. I feel like having one of these things is just, 
is just making your life so much easier. You don't have to worry about pages flying all over the place and you can keep all your music in one little corner area that will just make your life so much easier. So definitely have a music stand. Okay, then the absolute essential, probably the last one, aside from obviously having a private instructor, uh, is having a metronome slash tuner or an app or something like that handy in your practice area. There is no substitute for a metronome, sadly. I mean, as much as you might say you have a good sense of rhythm and a good sense of the beat, um, you need to have a metronome. I mean, percussionists, they practice with a metronome. You know, it's like, it's like one of the things that you need to help you count out rhythms to stay steady when you're playing, um, and then having a tuner around, especially in the beginning, is going to be super helpful because how are you to know if the note is in tune or not? Even if you have perfect pitch, sometimes it's just confusing almost because you're trying so hard to do all of these things and you just need something external in front of you that can tell you if you're in tune or not. Now, this day and age, there's so many great apps out there um, that you can use to help you judge this and I mean is one superior over the other I I don't know I mean I personally am a little bit more of an old school person I like to have separate devices that actually give me a metronome beat and is a tuner but when I'm on the go or when I'm teaching sure I have all the apps um, (laughs) trying to keep students um, on the right track in terms of playing the right pitches and playing the right rhythms so Those are definitely uh, tools that I highly, highly recommend that you have. So there are seven essential things that I believe that every beginner cello student should have. And this really is just the beginning of all the things that you could potentially have uh, when you are on your music journey. I mean, let's not even get into having a private instructor to guide you. I mean, that in itself is probably a whole nother episode to chat about that. But with these seven things, having your cello, having rosin, a good cello chair, rock stop, having music, that's appropriate to your level, of course, a music stand, and having a tuner and metronome. These are truly going to just help you succeed so much easier in learning to play the cello. Now remember, if you are out walking or driving, um, I have left a link to uh, this checklist that has all of these um, items as well as my recommendations on them. I've left them in the show notes below so you can be sure to check it out. Um, And let me know if there are other things that you feel are essential that I've left off this list. Um, I'd love to... uh, definitely acknowledge there are probably a lot of things that some people consider as essential. But for me, these seven are probably the top ones that I consistently tell uh, new students on what they should have. So thanks again for listening to this episode of Chelemoji Chats. I would really appreciate it if you found this episode helpful to hop on over to Apple Podcasts and rate and review this podcast because then it really helps bring this podcast to other people who are also on a cello journey much like yours. Thanks again for listening and until next time, cello on.